Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome back. I am your host, Don Simmons. And in this episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies, we are going to be discussing the first part of a series on forgiveness. Through this series, we will go over how a lack of forgiveness can prevent healing and deliverance. We will discuss the benefits of forgiveness. We will talk about what is produced by a lack of forgiveness. Today, we are going to start off by understanding what unforgiveness is and 10 points to the price we pay carrying it around in our lives. Through this series, we're going to hear some stories that are compelling and will hopefully convince you to look at any areas of unforgiveness you are carrying. We can get rid of the weight and chain of bondage. We've all experienced it and many of us are still carrying it around. So let's get to it and get rid of it. Before we begin, I want to ask our regular listeners to consider supporting us each week as we work to provide you quality and useful information each week. Your support is appreciated more than we can express. You can show your support at www.buzzsprout.com backslash one nine nine five 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 eight backslash support. There is a link in the notes. So what is forgiveness? To be clear, forgiveness involves an intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger. The memory of the act that hurt or offended you may remain with you, but forgiveness will lessen that event's hold over you. So over time, resentment can turn to bitterness if you don't let it go. Why is forgiveness so hard? The majority of offenses that occur are not illegal acts, but they may be intentional, but they're not illegal. When an act is illegal, there's always hope for justice and intervention that will attempt to make things right through a legal process. 
When you've been betrayed, when someone has taken advantage of your kindness or when someone is lying to you, whatever the offense is, it is a legitimate intentional act that caused a hurt. The bottom line is we want what we have experienced to be made right or corrected in some way. The ones that hurt the most are those that are caused by someone we are closest to, our spouse or our, our, our family member. Those are the hurts that are deep and hard to overcome. But what happens when we do not overcome these offenses? We're going to discuss 10 points that illustrate the price we pay when we fail to forgive. So here is our first point. It's creating bitterness in our heart. In other episodes, we've talked about bitterness and insecurity and many other deep wounds we experience that leave us with these influences in our life of bitterness, of insecurity. And they'll stay there if we don't clear them out. When what happened to us wasn't right, it was made worse by our reaction to it and enduring pain. So here was what we read in Hebrews 12 about bitterness affecting our lives. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. I was talking to a man this week, we will call him John. And when, within a few minutes of our small talk, that, that conversation, he went on to talk about the medical issues of his ex-wife that, that she's currently experiencing. And the way he spoke of it, it, it came off as he was joyous that she was experiencing these things. And I want to explain to you that John's marriage to this woman ended after multiple occurrences of her being unfaithful. And I know that experience was difficult. There were children involved and then John had to raise them on his own. So I understand where John was coming from in terms of the root of his pain. The issue here is that this marriage ended about 50 years ago and John went on to marry another wonderful woman in a marriage that has lasted 40 years. So the question is, when is enough enough on being resentful towards someone else? You've moved on in your life, done well with someone else. So when does the resentment end? In addition, why be joyous about this woman's medical issues? Why does John want to willingly carry around this unforgiveness? Resentment equals unforgiveness. You can't dance around it. Here's what happens when we hold on to unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like taking a little plant of a rosary pea, which is a herbaceous flowering plant. It's an invasive plant with leaves that wrap around trees or shrubs or whatever it can attach itself to. It produces pods of these red seeds that are toxic to humans and animals. So we take that little plant 
We know what it will grow to become, but because we're hurt, we don't care what it will become. We plant it and give it food. We nurture it and it grows and attaches itself to all it is near. You water it and pretty soon you see the pods forming and you feed it some more. Then one day the pod breaks open and out pour these little red beads. You spent all this time growing the plant and now it has produced these little red beads. And even though you know keeping these red beads, holding on to them is toxic, you decide to put them in your mouth and get a little taste of them. Unforgiveness works the same way. We hold on to it. We nurture it. We feed it with our thoughts, our anger, our desire for revenge, our wanting to destroy the other person. And ultimately, we lose sight of the damage and the danger we're doing to ourselves, so much so that we cultivate our own poison. We knowingly and intentionally create a bitter poison in our lives. Here's what the Lord tells Moses about a bitter root in Deuteronomy 29. You yourselves know how we lived in Egypt and how we passed through the countries on the way here. You saw among them detestable images and idols of wood and stone, of silver and gold. Make sure there is no man or woman, clan or tribe among you today, whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of other nations. Make sure there is no root among you that produces bitter poison. When such a person hears the words of this oath and they invoke a blessing on themselves thinking, I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way, they will bring disaster on the watered land as well as the dry. So this is a spiritual truth regarding bitterness. When we fail to recognize unforgiveness in our own lives, we set ourselves up for disaster. We cannot allow ourselves to be so deceived by our own heart of unforgiveness. To believe in Jesus, his coming, crucifixion, and resurrection, and are then receiving salvation from our belief in him as our Savior does not negate the spiritual truth being active in our lives. When Jesus came, he fulfilled the law. He made spiritual truth accessible through his resurrection. What do I mean by that? Through his sacrifice, we no longer live by law, but by the grace that God provided through a spiritual sacrifice as well as a literal sacrifice. Grace allows us access we would not have otherwise. We are one with him in spirit and in truth. So we have access to spiritual truths and we must accept the spiritual truth of our salvation by faith. We live by spiritual truth. When we are ignorant of spiritual truth or reject it through unforgiveness and then that bitterness, we are living in our own idea of truth, which equals death. Let's switch gears and move on to our second point by asking a few questions. What is the most expensive thing you ever bought? Was it your house, your car, a gift for someone? You have something in mind? Now, let me ask you, what is the cheapest gift you've ever given? 
You can be totally honest here because no one knows but you. Maybe it was something you regifted or something you found so it was completely free. You have something in mind? Okay, so point number two. When we don't forgive, we are not forgiven. In John 3, we read this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God, God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by truth comes into the light so they may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. As a believer, our salvation is the most expensive gift we have ever received. The costliest thing we are holding on to is our eternal life. If we continue to hold on to our forgiveness instead of giving it away, we're leading ourselves to a path of death. In Matthew 6, Jesus tells it to us this way, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others for their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When we choose not to forgive We are choosing our own life over the life that Jesus gave for us. We're creating a separation between us and him. I think where most people get lost, particularly when the root of unforgiveness involves a tragic event, they associate the hate, pain, bitterness in their heart with accountability. The person who is responsible for the offense is not affected by our lack of forgiveness the way we are affected by our lack of forgiveness. Most of the time, they aren't even aware of it. And even if they were, who says they would even care? We jeopardize ourselves and we pay the price for unforgiveness. No one else, just us. The price the offender pays for their acts are not ours to extract. We hand it over to the Lord and let him execute judgment. We will never win by seeking to execute our own judgment. It doesn't work. Whatever you think you will extract by holding on to the unforgiveness will actually cost you everything you have. There will be a point one day when you can no longer turn back and you will have chosen your eternity. Now that brings me to my next point. So point number three out of this 10 points, we're not going to get to all 10 today. Again, this is a series. But the third point is this, when we fail to forgive someone, we stay tied to that someone. So when you have had a wrong against you and the wrong is such that it requires forgiveness, holding on to your forgiveness of that person, holding on to your forgiveness of that person is what causes it to, to be unforgiveness. By carrying around the unforgiveness of that person, you're creating a relationship 
to that person that functions like a warped soul tie. So you will stay attached to that sin because you're anchoring yourself to it instead of giving it to the rightful owner, which is the Lord. Whether you choose to carry it around is entirely on you, but it will not hold back the other person. Your lack of forgiveness will not exact a punishment on that person, but rather it becomes your own chain of sin tied to the sin related to that person. So if you're carrying something within you that is so bad that you cannot forgive them, then you're keeping that circumstance in your life by choice. Over time, you will find that those around you do not want to be tied to your unforgiveness. Your social circles will shrink of people who are willing to listen or carry on your burden, not because they don't love you, but because the healthy alternative is to release that person and forgive them. Give it all to the Lord. Gain your freedom in him and move forward in your life with the Lord by your side. I don't want to continually think about the people who have wronged me. I cannot heal if I do not allow forgiveness to come into my heart and remove the raw, remove the pain, remove the scars. I want a better life for myself. So where I have a life, I will be proud to stand before the Lord when my time comes. I want to be able to go past the pain, go past the hurt, build something that I can be proud of when my time comes. So now, so far we've discussed three of the 10 points of the price we pay carrying unforgiveness around in our lives. We still have so many more areas to discuss as we continue the series on forgiveness. And the people that I work with on an individual basis, this forgiveness issue comes up quite frequently. We need to make sure we address this so that the accuser has nothing to hold against us. This can hold back our favor, our blessings, the will of God moving in our lives because we're holding on to unforgiveness. So as we continue through this series, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any areas in your heart where unforgiveness has a place. Many times we've forgotten about it, but the Lord wants us to take care of old pains and get a clean heart filled with him. I hope this time has inspired you to want to learn to grow in your relationship with the Lord and build your desire to partner with him. We want to grow in him and learn how to work with him to build the kingdom and conquer our unseen enemies. The more we grow, the more our life will change and you can help change the lives of anyone around you who is willing. If you're growing through this podcast, consider supporting us each month as we continue to build the kingdom of God. And you can do that at buzzsprout.com backslash 199-5558 backslash support. If you know anyone who might benefit from this, please share. So this is the end of the first episode in this series. Next week, we'll go on to discuss more of those 10 points of the price we pay for carrying around unforgiveness. And we'll have more stories and we'll hit on some other areas that affect our lives with unforgiveness. 
As always, let's discuss our top show points. So again, this is a series on forgiveness or unforgiveness, whichever way you want to look at it. We will go over how a lack of forgiveness can prevent healing and deliverance in your life. Today, we discussed an understanding of what unforgiveness is, and we talked about three of 10 points of the price we pay in carrying it around in our lives. Through this series, we're also going to hear some stories that are compelling and will hopefully convince you to look at any areas of unforgiveness you are carrying. We need to get rid of these changes, these bondages that, that we carry with us. You know, we've all experienced it and many of us are still carrying it and we need to just get rid of it. We talked about what is forgiveness. Now, to be clear, forgiveness involves an intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger towards someone. So why is forgiveness so hard? Well, because the majority of offenses that occur, they're not illegal acts. They may be intentional, but they're not illegal. And we want to have some justice for being wronged. Now, the the ones that hurt the most, you know, those acts, those intentional acts that hurt the most are done by those that we're closest to. So a spouse or a family member, and those are the ones that are the deepest and they're the most hard to overcome. So we are three points in in a discussion of 10 points that illustrate the price we pay when we fail to forgive. And the first point is the price we pay is it creates bitterness in our heart. And in discussing that, we talked about Hebrews 12. We also talked about the story of John, who is still holding on to bitterness against his ex-wife from a divorce over 50 years ago. We talked about resentment equals unforgiveness. Then I give you an example of a plant. So unforgiveness is like a plant of rosary pea, which is a flowering plant that produces toxic seeds in our life that we embrace and want to taste. We want to hold on to it for some reason. There's some satisfaction we are getting out of holding on to that bitterness, that unforgiveness, where it takes us. And we need to understand that. We often nurture, feed, and hold on to unforgiveness, losing sight of the danger and damage we're doing to ourselves. We talked about a bitter root that the Lord talks to Moses about in Deuteronomy 29. When we fail to recognize unforgiveness in our lives, we set ourselves up for disaster and we can't allow ourselves to be so deceived by our own heart that we allow that unforgiveness to remain. Point number two, when we don't forgive, we are not forgiven. Now we, we went to John three and we talked about the price that Jesus paid so that we're forgiven without any cost to ourselves. So as a believer, our salvation is the most expensive gift we have ever received. It's the costliest thing we're holding on to, and that's our eternal salvation. Cost Jesus his life. He went through a lot to do that for us. Um, and, and I can you honestly say you would do that for him? If we continue to hold on to, to our unforgiveness instead of giving away forgiveness— we're leading ourselves to a path of death. In Matthew 6, Jesus tells it to us this way, that if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Father, Heavenly Father, will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. So when we choose not to forgive, we're choosing our own life 
over the life that Jesus gave for us. So we're creating a separation between us and him. Point three, when we fail to forgive someone, we stay tied to that someone. So by carrying around the unforgiveness of that person, you're creating a relationship to that person that functions like a warped soul tie. You'll stay attached to that sin because you are anchoring yourself to it instead of giving it to the rightful owner, which is the Lord. Whether you choose to carry it is entirely on you, but it will not hold the other person back. Your lack of forgiveness is not a punishment on that person, but becomes your own soul tied to that person. It's or a sin tied to that person. You're, you're, you're making it so that you're, you're, you're binding yourself. Over time, you'll find that those around you do not want to be tied to your unforgiveness. Your social circles will shrink because people aren't willing to listen to this anymore. They don't want to carry on this burden. It doesn't mean they don't care about you. It doesn't mean they don't love you, but there's, it's just not healthy. And that, and, and they know that and they recognize it. So you need to give it to the Lord, gain that freedom and move forward in your life with him by your side. We need to make sure that we are addressing unforgiveness so that the accuser has nothing to hold against us. You need to understand when we have sin that we're carrying on in our lives, the enemy then has access to our lives. And it's a rightful access because we're breaking the law of God. In It's not meant that we are to carry around guilt and shame. Just go back and repent and get rid of that so that you can walk with Jesus and walk in the full blessings that he has for you. So ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any areas in your heart where unforgiveness has a place so that you can get rid of it. Okay. We encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. If you want a personal relationship with the Lord, you need to be active about reading his word. If you want to learn more about how to hear God's voice, visit our website, lovingconversationssalo.com. My book, Loving Conversations, How to Pray and Hear God's Voice, has helped so many people in their relationship with the Lord. You can check out our testimonials. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, or our website, lovingconversationssalo.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. And there is a conference in the area uh, here, Camarillo, uh, California, on March 23rd. It is from 830 to noon, and it's called Restore, and it is a Holy Spirit revival in your heart. So if you're in the area, ticket information can be found on the show notes or on the Instagram pages, or just email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com, and I can send you the link. I have enjoyed our time this week. Come back next week, and let's continue on on this series discussing how unforgiveness is a problem in our lives and the price we pay for it. And let's get rid of it and move on and be free. So I look forward to spending time with you again next week. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me and I would kindly ask you to rate our show and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. 
We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But we can give him an eviction notice. <laughs>